I'm Law Coover. As always, thank you for joining me. You can find me everywhere, of course. YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Check us out. Check me out. Lock it down, sports. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Lock It Up Media. That's Lock It Up Media on Twitter. And we're going to get into, of course, we're going to get into the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about Bally Sports. We're going to the SEC. But first, let me tell you about my friend at Stream Studio. It is a multi-camera live streaming platform that allows you to go live in less than a minute. It is a video podcasting live webinar streaming platform that, that allows you to stream to multiple platforms at the same time. Like I said at the top here, Bally Sports is bankrupt. Diamond, their owner who is part of Sinclair, which controls a lot of the regional networks where you can watch your Braves, your Hawks, your Cavs, things like that, your Indian, excuse me, your Guardians, is, is is bankrupt. That's the uh, regional sports network that's bank that's bankrupt. Um, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens, what Major League Baseball is going to do. They're talking about now potentially buying back these um, regional networks. And how is it going to affect the TV deals with these cl- with these clubs, I, I saw earlier that the Cardinals are going to be the most affected um, team when it comes to their TV deal, where they're bringing a lot of revenue. Which comes to th- this, which is some of these teams that control a lot of their everything else. Like for example, the Atlanta Braves with the great complex. Instead of that they have down there at the battery, that brings in a lot of revenue for the team because the Braves own all that. They own all that. They own the parking. They own all the they get a percent of all the bars and restaurants and businesses and rent deals that is all going on and taking place in that um, in that complex. It's going to be fascinating to watch if other teams start doing the same or similar type setup that Atlanta's done at Truist Park and at the Battery. Uh, we're also going to the SEC, and are they members going to be? Are two members going to be joining earlier than expected? And then also one other thing we're going to get into is. AMC it's kind of ticking me off a little bit. I'll tell you more about that later on in the show as well. But like I said, Super Bowl, right? It's on Sat. It's on Sunday. Chiefs, Philly. Some interesting nu- uh, numbers and nuggets here on this breakdown. So, of course, this is counting playoffs as well. They're both sixteen and three. Both teams have scored 546 points, and both teams have six all pros. Oh, yeah, if you want to throw another nugget in there, 
both teams have Kelsey on the on their team as well. So that that's it's a very even matchup. Obviously, um, pretty very good teams. It's not like we're gonna have a major gap of oh. I like the quarterback way better over here than over there. Ooh, I like the receivers way better over here over there. Or the tight end. So it's offensive line, running back play. So offensively, it's very it's very balanced based on the score. Obviously, of course, the overall score is points scored. Also, too, during the regular season, not the big not a big separation either. So Kansas City scored 29.2 points per game, Philly 28.1. Kansas City has given up 21.1 points per game. Philly giving up 20.3 points per game. To me, it's going to come down to a few things. One is sacks and making the making that big play when it's needed and when it's required. And of course, that comes that can come to any part of the game, whether it's early, whether it's late. So Jalen Hurts has been sacked 38 times. So that equals 2.5 per game. Patrick Mahomes only been sacked 26 times this year. One and a half per game. So it's, it's something if you sat Mahomes more than twice per game based on his scrambling ability, getting rid of the football, He's fast enough. He can get some yards. Is he a Jalen Hurts burner? No, absolutely not. But great pocket awareness of getting rid of the football or dunking it or not taking the sacks. And that's that's important. That's, that's going to be a key to me of getting a pass rush and getting to the quarterback. And then also, I think the teams, both teams are going to get their yards and they're going to get their points, without a doubt. Their yards and their points, because of just how good the offenses are as a whole. That's not going to be a problem, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be this defensive, grind-out type game. There's going to be offense. There's going to be scoring opportunities. There's going to be firepower. It's Can the offenses capitalize on that? Or on the reverse, and like I was saying, can the defense come up with a play or two to stop this to stop an offense driving? Also, too, I think it's going to be coming come down to how they how is Philadelphia going to handle Travis Kelsey? The biggest mismatch on the field, without a doubt. Yeah, the receivers on the outside are okay with Scantley and Hartman, Miko, and Sky Moore, and that group and that bunch. As a bunch, as a group, they're solid. But then you also throw in the best tight end, who's an absolute stud. So the collective group as a whole, and then Travis Kelsey. Running back core is okay with. Clyde is he's later coming off IR. You got Jeremy Kinnon, who they've they've absolutely loved. And then Pachenko, what a find they've been he's been for him 
and for Kansas City in the seventh round, get that breakaway speed, but can also run like there's like he's not playing another NFL game. It's his last game, and that's what he's got. That's what he's giving. So I love that. And then the other end, of course, you've got the dynamics. Now, of course, I'm not even talking about Patrick Mahomes. You know what he can do. Other end, like I said, the two receivers to me in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Two big play number one receivers. I mean, hard to cover. That's going to be part of it of how you're going to cover both these guys that are number one receivers. Something to see. It's something to be watching. That's going to be the key to me. I mean, they got a solid ground game in Miles Sanders, and you roll out Boston Scott a little bit as well. So something to watch. But that's what it's really going to come down to, how that's handled, and which one of those their three playmakers makes a play. Hurts, of course, is going to scramble the ball, scramble a little bit more. Yeah, he's been sacked more than Mahomes, which that kind of surprised me. It really did. But he can also, he's got that running ability to take off, and he can take it to the house with a, whether it's designed run or know what, it's a broken play. Juke left, juke right. Stiff arm break a tackle, gone. He's got the ability to do that. So that's something to see. And that's really what it's going to come down to. I'm excited for this game. It should be fun. I look forward to it. Two good teams. It's a quarterback-driven league. You've got two great quarterbacks steering their teams to play in the biggest game of their life. For Mahomes, it's the second biggest game in his life. Why? He already won one. He already won one, so he's trying to get, get another one. Jalen Hurts, all kinds of big games. Going back to his college career, obviously, at Alabama. You know his story there, his tenure, playing the national championship game, getting pulled, playing in big SEC championship games, getting pulled, being the guy going to Oklahoma, making the playoffs there. But, you know, it's it's – Big games aren't a novelty to him either. So it's going to be a battle. It's going to be exciting, and it should be exciting to watch. Now, I'm not I'm not going to surprise you with this next statement, but here's what I want to get into you with this. Football is still king, I know, right? Shocking. And I don't see the gap closing anytime soon. Like I said, not a surprise, nothing new. So they have higher TV TV ratings. And this isn't just sports. This is everything. For us, TV ratings. Super Bowl ratings off the charts higher than any other sport. Bigger attendance. Obviously, that's some of the stadium impact holding 60,000, 60 plus thousand. Also, value of their NFL franchises numerous NFL franchises are in the top 50 
of all a sports team's valuation. So nothing new there when it comes to football being king in all manners. I think also too, just the one the factor of one game. And you only play 16 of them. Now 17. Now obviously now 17 games, not counting the playoffs. You only play 17 of them. Every game's magnified. And of course, playoffs even bigger. You can't have a bad game in the playoffs or you're done. Not a surprise there. Like some other sports, of course, you can. You play series. Also, too, I was kind of curious to see where this fell in this rank when it comes to football. So I'm going to go back to 1998 when the college football had their first actual national championship game instead of, okay, Michigan, you're the national championship this year. Okay, Nebraska, you're the national champion champion this year. They had an actual game to let it be decided on the field. The college football, I'm just going to say national championship ratings have been better than the World Series 22 times, which is means only two times since 1998 the World Series has had better rankings and TV ratings than even a national championship college football game. So like I said, football's king. Now here's where it gets here's where it gets kind of uh, interesting. Um, so 15 times Major League Baseball and has had a better rating than the NBA finals and I'm talking about the World Series nine times the NBA has a better ratings ratings finals than Major League Baseball so it's that fight for me who's number two you know where's it go where's it is it NBA is it MLB we know hockey's not there so that's kind of the back and forth for the number one a number two battle so back and forth, it's been kind of back and forth, but I think as a whole, league re- league revenues over the years, Major League Baseball has been better, more profitable, which you've got to throw that in there regardless if you want to or not. Revenue and profits matter, of course. you got to get there. Bigger stadiums are, some are, some are, some are, but bigger stadiums drives revenue. But here's, here's where I want to get with this that is concerning to me when it comes to Major League Baseball. 9% of people say baseball is their favorite sport, which is tough. I'm a baseball guy. I'm a huge baseball fan. It, it, that stings. Here's another problem with this. I think it's only going to get less, uh, get lower if things don't change. And here's why. You can't find Major League Baseball anymore. You can't find it on TV. With Major League Baseball carriers now, streaming services, dropping it or not coming to an agreement, let's just take, for an example, the big two streaming services and Hulu and YouTube TV. Last few years, they haven't had a deal with Bally Sports. That eliminates a lot 
of baseball fans who say have those two services and providers. What do you do if you don't have those? Well, it's tough. You got to go to other provider and then come back to YouTube because it's cheaper, but it's more expensive. And then that's, that's a pain in the butt. People don't want to do that. Some people do. Some people don't. Also now, just recently, MLB Network just dropped from YouTube TV. Now, I'm not sure about Hulu, but MLB Network just dropped from YouTube TV. So currently, your only access to Major League Baseball games at this point is ESPN, who has now has limited their coverage of carrying Major League Baseball games, and TBS. But TBS has their weekly game. And Fox, when they have their national weekly game, which is rare. But you can't, it's so hard to go watch and invest in your local regional team. The Cincinnati Red fan, the Guardian fan, the Braves fan, the Marlins fan, the, the Tampa Bay Ray fan. How are they supposed to watch their games? Their team. Get invested in their team, these players, their guys. How are you going to continue to go to the sport if y'all as a collective group, yes, Major League Baseball, yes, Ballet, yes, YouTube, yes, Hulu, can't come to an agreement on something? Now, like I said earlier with Bally Broke, We'll see what happens if they're able to figure out these carrying rights. I don't know. It's harder and harder to access Major League Baseball games. And it's disappointing. And plus, they're not on your local teams, not on national TV every week like the NFL. You know, obviously, if you're in Atlanta, you get the Falcons. If you're in Ohio, you get the Browns. If you're in Texas, you get the Cowboys, unless you're in Houston. I mean, it's just a regional, it's easy stuff. Regional geographic pools to your market. So it's really disappointing. And Major League Baseball needs to figure it out. They really, really do. Before we get into the SEC. Let me tell you my friend at Stream Studio. He's a multi-camera live streaming platform that allows you to go live in less than a minute. He's a video podcasting live webinar streaming platform that allows you to stream to multiple platforms at the same time. Now, like I said, the SEC and Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma were thinking that, hey, we're going to get to leave the Big 12 early, and the SEC's like, come on in, baby. Bring over Blue Bloods of Oklahoma and Texas. We're ready. Not so fast. And to no surprise, the crux of it is, it comes down to the Benjamins. And it comes down to, of course, money. And... TV contracts, and rights to these schools. So really the first one is the grant of rights agreement. 
which controls the TV contract, and who airs on what networks. Obviously, Oklahoma and Texas, the two big money makers and drawers, draws for the Big 12 and Fox, they each get four games on Fox. So that's eight total games of Texas and Oklahoma a year. If they're released early, if if they can come to agreement, then Fox, of course, the carrier, wants inventory from their rival who they're battling in ESPN. Comes into contract battles and networks with Fox and ESPN battling it out. It's 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 what you expect. So let's just say Fox and ESPN come to agreements of, yeah, that's fine, Texas, Oklahoma, you can leave early, but it would be basically a trade of, okay, ESPN, now you're going to provide us, being Fox, this, 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 and this as part of the agreement to let Oklahoma and Texas go early. Ultimately, I think this is the situation the Big 12 wants to play out. I mean, obviously, they can stay until 2025, or they leave early. Conference would receive a portion of the money they leave early, and this would benefit the TV partners at Fox. You know, they're in bed with their TV contracts and their deals. Whether you, whether they like it or not, that's what paying, is paying their large revenue. The other option, the second one, is basically Oklahoma and Texas just pull out their checkbooks and write an even bigger sum of money and saying, hey, you know what? We're going to the SEC. Here's our... million each, or here's the $200 million each, depending on the contract negotiation, the litigation, and what's agreed on between the two programs and schools. It's going to be interesting to watch. I think they're going to figure out a deal where they are going to leave early. I do. They're going to leave early. I don't think they're saying it's 2025. That's, I mean, the fascinating battle when it comes to these teams separating, I mean, separating from not only conference, but they're separating from a TV network that pays them handsomely. They're going to get a lot more from the SEC, but they're just in a current 99-year agreement with Fox when they signed it a few years ago. That's where we're at. I think they're leave early. Seem another fun thing to watch, even during this off season of college football. Now we're gonna dive back into the Super Bowl here, and just some fun numbers of you know Super Bowl, the surroundings, what's going on. With it, so I don't know if you saw, you've seen some of these numbers. The lowest ticket cost 
was $5,738. That's the lowest for a one solo singular ticket. The average cost is $9,927. So the, why is like why is every city fight and battle and bid to try to bring a Super Bowl? Why is every um, city wanting and willing to build a dome to bring the Super Bowl and to have the potential in economic impact of $1 billion like it's going to have in the Phoenix area? $1 billion in economic impact. $17.8 million plan to watch the Super Bowl, which, yeah, that's it's that's not a shocking number. Um, this is this was pretty surprising. I'm not surprising, just not surprising. Like I said just amazing at the numbers it's gone up to at this point. So a 204% increase in 30 second ads, which cost seven million dollars a spot this year. Seven million dollars a spot for a 30 second ad. Unreal. What I was talking about earlier, the economic impact. The cheapest daily rated daily hotel a night, $452 a night. Yeah, that's uh that's quite a few. Uh let me see here. Go through a few more. Um this so this one's kind of interesting to me too. 17.8 million plan to watch at a bar or restaurant, which that kind of surprised me. I didn't think it would be that high because you had a bar, you're at a restaurant, you're there. I mean, and you're not leaving usually. I mean, at least at a party, you can come, you, you can come and you go if you're not the biggest football fan, you're just there for the social aspect of hanging out with your friends and, you know, watching the game. I'm not a big fan, especially of if I want to watch a game, being at a bar or being at a restaurant to watch a game. Because I don't know these people around me. I don't, I don't have to cheer and celebrate with them. I want to cheer and celebrate in my man cave, watching the game with a handful of friends and just enjoying the game and their company, not being out and about. Plus, everything's cheaper. If you want a beer's a lot cheaper at the house than it is in a restaurant. Food's a lot cheaper at what you fix at a restaurant. You got to go to the bathroom. I can pause the game, especially if it's a big game you want to watch. To me, it's a lot easier and a lot cheaper on a whole, on that aspect as well. So that number jumped out at me a little bit for sure. Um, not, not a big surprise here. Um, pizza and wings, the two highest of uh, most popular foods, 28% pizza, 24% wings. These two numbers are pretty interesting, though. 43% of Americans would give up work, give up their work holidays in order to take off after the Super Bowl. So it's, I guess that's like, okay, I'll give up a Memorial Day or I'll give up a Labor Day 
something like that, or July 4th or whatever, in order to take that off. That's, that's, that's what I would imagine, something like that. And then also, when it comes to taking off, 16.1 million people are going to miss work after the Super Bowl. Pretty funny, interesting numbers I um, I saw and I wanted to share with you. That would be fun. Maybe, and maybe, you know what? Maybe you're one of those people. Maybe you're one of the 43% or the 16.1 million that would give up their some of their work, one of their work holidays or you're missing the day after day, day after the Super Bowl work. Maybe you're, I don't know. But fun, interesting numbers. So I did want to tell this story as well. Um, this was a, a little while ago when I, when I went back home. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty young, pretty athletic. Or I'd, I'd say semi-athletic. And you're like, all right, you feel good. You're just picking up a new sport. You're playing with it. It's pretty simple easy to play. You're like, all right, cool. I I got this. I understand what the game is, how to play it. You've kind of messed around a little bit a few times with it. So you get comfortable. You get good. Not I wouldn't say good. You feel good. You're like, all right, cool. Let's go. Let's go play this with other people. So me and a buddy went to go play pickleball. And he he knew he knew a little not I wouldn't say like a league but a yeah actually it was like a league but it's more of like a group setting and you just go and you you know you go play pickleball it's like all right cool this should be fun I should uh should do all right do do pretty well you know like I said I'm pretty athletic he was pretty athletic and it, we pull up to this gym and there's all these people playing pickleball a lot of them. Okay, let me phrase that. Basically, everybody there was older than me and probably not as good physical shape as me either. But it's so demoralizing when you get absolutely smoked in pickleball by people that are struggling to walk, can't even barely move, not as athletic, but they're just spanking you left and right playing pickleball. I was like, man, I almost, I don't know how I'd ever felt so demoralized in my life. I mean, it's like, my goodness gracious, this is uh, demoralizing. All these people in their 50s, 60s, 50s and 60s, men and women, smoking me playing pickleball. I was like, man, I got a lot of work to do when it comes to trying to play pickleball and trying to win a game. Yes, we won a handful. By handful, I mean two or three games, maybe, depending on, but we played, I don't know, probably 10 15 games, maybe. I, I don't know. We just kind of are basically you rotate it through. But man, what a demoralizing feeling when you feel like, all right, I'm decently athletic and I feel like I'm going to do pretty good at this. And lo and behold, you get your butt spanked. It's a, 
it's a tough pill to swallow, I must say. So got to brush up on the old pickleball skills, get a little bit better so I can whip some of them 50 and 60-year-old people. Well, that's it. That's all I got tonight. Thank you for, of course, joining me. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Lock It Up Media. That's Lock It Up Media on Twitter. As always, you've been listening to Lock It Down Sports. Thanks.